Welcome to In The Loop Podcast, a podcast that is inspired by the breakaway roping lifestyle. I'm your host, Jordan Joe, professional rodeo athlete, NFR qualifier, and business owner. My goal is to promote the sport of breakaway roping, alongside with celebrating and highlighting elite competitors in and out of the arena. This podcast shares the raw and the real of breakaway roping, bringing you behind-the-scenes stories from competitors, producers, leaders, and the trailblazers, all sharing stories of the Western culture and the lifestyle that they live daily. Join me to talk about breakaway roping, the history, the present, and the future of our sport. If you want to be in the loop, you're in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Take a listen. Okay, so sitting here with Madison McDonald, the trick writer, so that's how I have you on my phone. <laughs> um, we're just off the cusp here on In the Loop Rodeo Summer Series, and I saw you walking around the arena, working your horses, uh, your trick riding here at Reno Rodeo every night, all performances, and uh, we just got to talking about all the things that go into it. She was actually running her horse around the circle, the pattern of the arena, and she slid him to a stop, and I said, <laughs> make sure you note it that your trick riding horse is broke, you know, because we see you in the arena, and... We think you're running off doing all these crazy kind of tricks and, you know, having a broke horse is probably the last thing that enters somebody's mind. But as I got to talking to you about having a broke horse and how much it matters, you know, we got into that conversation. So, uh, Madison, tell me just a little bit about how you got into trick riding and, and what all that entails. Uh, honestly, I saw it when I was about four years old. My mom used to produce Wild West shows for the Calgary Stampede, and I kind of got hooked. Yeah. Uh, they thought I was crazy, like every parent would, because they're like, that's what you want to do. And it was always the barrel racing and the trick, trick riding that mm-hmm. caught my eye. It must have been the speed. I guess I have a little bit of a speed demon in me. But um, they started, they took me for one lesson when I was about four or five, and just to see if I was like going to enjoy it or scared of it. And then I started doing full-blown lessons when I was six. And then um, kind of just snowballed from there. I did. I still competed in high school rodeo. I did all five events. I just love everything to do with rodeo and didn't trick ride as much as um, through junior high and high school. But I got hired for the NFR when I was 18. And then after that, it kind of just took off. Took off. Yeah. Well, that's what we were talking about. You know, I asked you, you the, the bay horse you were riding, you're like, he's real young. I've been roping on him. And I said, wait, what? You rope? You know? <laughs> and so yeah. we got to talking about that. And I asked you, you know, how do you fit all of this in between roping? I think you said you run barrels a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And then trick riding. And you said, well, the long, the longevity and the lifespan of me physically being able to trick ride is a, is a small window of time. And so I'm going to do that for as long as I can. And actually here at Reno, you know, one of the things I think behind the scenes people don't realize is you sprained your ankle the first performance. Yep. So you're battling through that. You're like, hey, I'm like, how's your ankle? It's black and blue, but if we're, we're rocking through it, you know. So yeah. talk about the physical, you know, the aspects of all the things you have to do, trick riding, the training, all of those things that go into it. You know, it's um, it is hard on our body. And I kind of was a little nervous for the 10 days because I'm here by myself. So it's about eight tricks a night. And it is a lot. It's a lot of wear and tear. And then I have no idea how I sprained it. It was about an hour after the rodeo. I'm like, this does not feel right. And then I went into sports med and they're like, oh yeah, you definitely got it good. And I was like, okay, awesome. Dave, like we're at the Day start one. of it and we got like nine more to go. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things where 
adrenaline takes over mm -hmm. and it's amazing. I've been doing it for so long now. So I've been doing it for almost 24 years. I teach it. I train a bunch of trick riding horses as well. So for me, it's just like my body takes over when I'm out there. If I'm sore, if I got something bugging me, you know, it kind of just gets out of your mind. You go and do your job and then you come out and then you'll feel it after. But as soon as you go in there and especially here with this crowd and everything, it kind of you try to just block it out. I did feel it once last night, but I was trying to float through a lot of my tricks right. and then um I hit hard on one of my vaults because I was barely making it up because I was trying to be gentle. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's still there. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's I think we all have to do it. We all have injuries through the summer and you just have to go mind over matter. Mm -hmm. And and that's the biggest part of rodeo is the mental game on all sides of it. And I do um, contribute a lot of that as being a competitor and performing because there is still, it is hard for me. Like I said, like I love trick riding. It has been my dream, but I, we talked about like it is, there's a longevity to it, but I still have a competitive edge. Mm -hmm. And that's why for a lot of years until I retired my old barrel horse, I would haul him and compete while I was going just because I'm like, if I'm going to be here, I'd like to still, you know, be on both sides mm -hmm. of it. And, um, and yeah, it's one of those things where I did realize like I'm 30 this year, I've only got a probably a good five or six years left in me with, doing this because I've been doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. And then after I'm honestly pretty excited to start picking up a rope a lot more yeah. and then going back to running barrels. And that's like that little bay horse. He's only five. And I was like, you know what? It's perfect. He's getting seasoned and he is what really broke. And I was planning on not trick riding yeah. on him because he's just, he's, I love having broke horses because some of mine are a little bit of a runaway, but they do their job. Um, but he, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to trick ride on him. I'm not going to trick ride on him. Then I got really short horsepower this year and I was like, okay, sorry, dude, you're getting thrown to the wolves. I'm trick riding <laughs> yeah. on you. And well, it's been fun. And that's something we talked about too. You have five horses here, yeah. you know, and you're saying that, you know, it takes the broke out of them a little bit because they have to do their job and they do have to run things like that. But touching on the mentality of it and the mindset, you know, I feel like running Mach 9, hanging off the side of your horse, like the mental strength that you have to have to focus on that, to be able to go and do that trick, to trust your horse. Like, talk to me a little bit about that and what all that entails. The trust is definitely a big thing. Um, I have an eight-year-old buckskin with me. I've been having her for about, well, she's been with me for about eight months now, and she's been amazing. You know, she's only kind of messed up at a few shows, and she is not handling this deal as much. But then everybody keeps telling me you have to remember She's never done anything before I took her. She's mm -hmm. never been to rodeos. She's never been seasoned. I pretty much threw her on the trailer and took her. And she's handled everything good. But there's a lot of energy in this yeah. arena. Yeah. And it's it's a lot. And with all those people on top of you, like, it's a lot for them. And I noticed with her, it's it's almost too much. And um, I, like, I'm like, I have to go back to the drawing board, teach mm -hmm. her, like, treat her like a young one, and go practice on her and get her a lot more comfortable in there. But, like, something like my bae, my young one, because I've been jackpotting on him and running barrels on him. He's used and to it. He's used to it a lot more. And honestly, they used him as the judges used him for the breakaway finals in Vegas this year to judge on him. And he was literally sleeping in the corner. <laughs> and they all couldn't believe that he was like, he was four years old at the time. Mm -hmm. and, and he's just, we've thrown him into a lot more. So for like him, he's seen a lot more without having the pressure compared right. to her. And then even this gray horse I have on, she's one of my students but she's 16, 17 and an old team roping horse. Yeah. So for her, it's nothing new. Like she puts her mind to work, goes to work and doesn't does look. her job. Yeah. And it kind of was a little bit more of an eye opener. Cause I've really, 
you know, she, that buckskin mare on perf number two really tested me. She didn't want to work. She kind of started trying to turn back on me in a couple of tricks. A lot of people maybe thought it was the drone in the middle of the arena. And honestly, it could have been because when they're young, they're still looking at a lot. And when they haven't been experienced, it is a lot going on with the drone and all the people and people walking up and down the bucking shoots. And then even that photographer pit down there, like there's, there's a lot, there's a lot there's going, a lot going on. on. Well, yeah. and the stands are the aluminum. I mean, so they're, it's just like an echoing barrel of loudness. Oh, yeah. And, and, and then right it's coming on top, on top of, of you. you. Yeah. yeah. And it's all shooting down. So, yeah. you know, one of the things that I think is so cool is like, as I'm listening to you, you break down your runs just like we do, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one thing I think that I want to highlight on this summer series is that like, you're going at this just like it's a competition. You know, you told me you have 26 straight days of working, competing, doing what you do in the arena. You're going from here. Then you're going to Calgary. St. Paul. St. Paul. And then Calgary. And then Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so it's like, I said, well, how do you how do you stay focused and do all that? You're like, I just, just kind of keep going and keep doing it. You said your husband's coming to help you a little bit. Yeah. So how do you stay, you know, in your routine and, and physically, mentally, emotionally on the road while you're doing all this? You know, I think, the physically part like we were talking about, like taking care of five horses, especially in stalls and then trying to make sure that they're feeling good. You do neglect yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, like I was failed on eating on time and then I needed to stretch a lot more. But at the end of the day, I was like, oh, my God, it's, it's three o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I finally laid down and put my foot up and put ice on it. Yeah. I was like, OK, that's the rehab I'm getting today. And then you got to go. And so I am excited to have my husband come in. And then I have one of my students coming in to help me get through the rest of it. And she's going to stay with me till the end of St. Paul. Okay. And it does make a difference just having that extra set of hands um, with, you know, five horses in stalls like it takes feels like. It takes all morning to get them out and then to clean everything and feed them. And um, it's a lot mentally. I think it's just, it's experience. You just, you know, you go, you've, I've done this for so long. You can kind of like you're talking about, like, you know, the mindset Mm -hmm. and how, you know, you go in there and you do your job and then the muscle memory, it's like anything like with the breakaway rope and with the barrel racing, the more and more you do it, the more and more comfortable you get Mm -hmm. and it becomes that muscle memory. And it's the same thing with me. Um, like I said, like me teaching it, performing so much, it's like ingrained in me now. Yeah, and it's part of you. Yeah, 100%. And there's a lot of times where things aren't right. Straps aren't right. Things aren't, you know, but my body will magically just go and do, do it. it. And I'm it like, yeah. thank you. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you <buddy. laughs> I say it all the time. I was like, I don't know how I just pulled that off. But, you know, and, I, and then I'm hard on myself. But that's... Um, I think a part of being a competitor is yeah. we do beat ourselves up and we expect a hundred percent every time we go into that arena. And I was pretty down myself, down on myself after perf too. You know, this was my biggest bucket list rodeo for a long time. I've been doing this. I've been in this industry since forever. And, um, this one has been one that I've been dreaming of for a mm-hmm. long time, just because of the crowd, the arena and working with this whole crew and my first two performances were rough. Mm-hmm. They were rough in a lot of ways. And then to spray my ankle, I was pretty down on myself yesterday. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull my veterans out and just go have a good smooth mm-hmm. show because I need to just start, almost start over. Yeah. And um, I came out yesterday and I finally felt good. Yeah. Like I kind of felt more like myself, even despite everything that else that was going uh-huh. on. But I came out and I was like, okay. Like, yeah. you know, and it just turns everything around. And I think that's a big thing with all of us, with what you're doing. You know, we all have to bring out new horses every once in a while and kind of start over. And, you know, it is hard to get down on yourself. And that mental game is something that you got to be really careful about when you're going up and down the road, especially 
with you guys. Like I get to at least sit in one spot for like 10 days yeah. and deal with one rodeo at a time. But when you're competing, you know, you got to knock that run out and go to the next one. And well, and I think too, I love how you said, you know, you went back to what you were confident in, you know, you even got your, we were talking earlier about your outfits, which are beautiful, by the way, Thank you, you. <laughs> you got one of your outfits that you loved out, you mm-hmm. stuck it on, you got your veterans out, you made great runs last night yeah. and just coming back and building that confidence. Like, I know I can do this. I'm going to make my, or for me, I'm like, I'm going to make my run for you. It's you're going to do your tricks or, or whatever you're confident in. Yeah. And then you build that and you're like, okay, yeah, I, I do remember how to do this, <laughs> yeah, you know? 100%. And, and I think that's one thing that I'm learning out here is there's so many ups and downs. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have something that you're convicted to, to come back to and be like, all right, this is, this is me. This is what I do. This is how I do it. Yeah. And, and believe in that. hundred percent. Cause at the end of the day with how many rodeos, especially with you guys go to, but even me, it's unfortunately we're human. It's not going to be a hundred percent every time. And it's just learning from it. And then my husband always gets on to me. He's like, man, you're hard on yourself. And I said, well, yeah. Cause like I expect a hundred percent when I go out there, especially with me doing it for so long now, I don't expect anything less, but we're still dealing with live animals who have a brain and you can't control them a hundred percent of the time. And it's making sure that they feel good, that they're sound. And, um, that's where I am also thankful for because he chiropracts as mm-hmm. well. So I was like, you have to come for the second half of Reno. It's a double win for him oh, to yeah. show up. Cause I was like, they, they, it makes a huge difference. And cause I cinch them up so tight mm-hmm. and then I make them run so hard and then I'm hanging on them. Like they, they get out of whack. And I can start telling and especially being in stalls because they can't move around mm-hmm. a lot. And I was like, they're going to need it. I knew they were. And I can tell already um, by even just being here for five days yeah. that they're already it's starting. Time. Yeah. And so as soon as like that, just being able to adjust them, get them feeling good and they'll work, start working better. And then it just makes everything yeah. work better. And it is it's just knowing the pieces of the puzzle, like you're saying, to make to make things the great that they can be and it's just takes time and experience and and lots of practice so one thing you touched on that you give you do a lot of clinics you do schools in your downtime which i don't really know when that is but you (laughs) say you have some of it um so you know to leave our audience with what's one thing that you tell your students that um is a really a big conviction for you if they're going to be a trick writer or want to get into the sport you know it's practice makes perfect it's the hard work that you put into it and then you'll get what you whatever you put into it you'll get out of it Mm -hmm. and um it's like anything there's a lot of people that just think that they can jump on and practice a few times and go do it and i've put hours and hours into it and you can see it in my students you can see the ones that go home and work and Mm -hmm. they don't just wait for me to come around and i've got a couple of really amazing ones coming up and that's i think that's this it goes with everything you know in all of the events it's how much work you put into it is what you're going to get out of it and it's the um, because I noticed it too, jumping on that five-year-old and starting a new barrel horse. I'm like, I miss my old man. Cause yeah. like I put so much time into him for so long. You could just jump on you and go. You knew it was going to go on. Yeah. But now seasoning a new one, I'm like, oh man, I'm back to square one. But you know, like, like my husband says, he's like, you haven't put the time into it. Right. Like, cause I've been trick riding on him and roping on him. Like I'll go run him at a jackpot and he hasn't looked at a barrel in two weeks. Right. And that's just where he's at right now. But I think, you know, it, it's like everything. If it's, It's hard to do everything, Mm -hmm. and that's why it's easier to be one event and focus on that one event because all of these events, no matter if it's the rope and the barrel racing, 
um, even with me trick riding, you got to put the time into it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think too, like it's just as a competitor and in a fire within our hearts, you know, we want to do everything to a level of excellence. Yes. And so it's like, if I'm going to do this, like I want to be the best, (laughs) I want to win. I think that's just something we have inside of us. And so really learning to, to hone that in and focus and be like, okay, I'm going to run barrels. I'm going to rope, but right now I'm just trick riding Mm -hmm. and just being focused and concentrated on that, I think is great. But I feel the same way. I'm like, you know, I think it's easy to get sprawled out in different things and try to do them all great. Before you know it, you're not doing any of them good at all. So, yeah, no, that's what I always tell people. I said, you know, as much as you want to do more and especially with a lot of people that do like multiple acts, I'm like, it's hard because Mm -hmm. you're not focusing on one. And that's what everybody always gives me trouble. They're like, you just trick ride. And I'm like, yeah, I just trick ride. I have five horses on the road. I said, I couldn't even imagine hauling for a different act. I was yeah. like, hey, you and me were talking about, it. I have five on the road. And when I came out of the second perf, I was down three. three. And I was like, holy crap, I've got my old man who's about 24, who I really didn't want to use, but he was here as a backup. And I have my five-year-old. And I looked at my five-year-old. And I said, you might be up sooner than you <laughs> Step really. It up. Yeah. But uh, thankfully, though, a couple of them came around. So I wasn't having to use them because I was like, I got to practice that five-year-old yeah. a few more times before I throw him into something like this. But he's here and he's ready in case it happens. But last thing I thought was that having five that after day two, I'd be down three. three. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be a long eight days left, but they're, they're starting to come around. Yeah. And yeah. Well, and just the adversities and the challenges and that's what you deal with out here on the road and, mm-hmm. and you overcome them and, and that's what makes you great. And yeah. so Madison, thank you so much for taking the time today. No Y'all, one of the best specialty acts, trick riding. <laughs> I'm probably not ever going to try it, but if you need me to help you with your horses, I will, you know, I, I'm good. not a speed demon. Uh, I just like to go fast and stop. stop. <laughs> yeah. So I don't blame you. It's thanks, not for everyone. <laughs> thanks for taking the time today. Anytime. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you for joining us on In The Loop Breakaway Roping Podcast. I truly appreciate all of your loyal support. Don't forget to leave me a review, share this episode with a friend. And if you have any questions, I want to hear from you. Email me at jordan at thebreakawayropingpodcast.com. Go check us out, sign up for our newsletter, get our email alerts, text alerts, and all things breakaway roping. I appreciate you guys, and I'll see you down the road.